Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Starting Sustainability. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. For those of you who are new and joining us today, this is a podcast about starting sustainable living. Sometimes people only know how to recycle or use reusable grocery bags, and they want to do a little bit more, but they don't know what to do. And when you try to look up information, you find a lot of the extreme ends which can be very intimidating. So this is a great way for you to learn of the next simple thing that you can do to incorporate into your life to make the world a better place. I have said this before, and I will say it again. I am not an expert. I'm just learning how to do this, and I'm sharing my journey with you. So if you are listening and you are an expert, please feel free to contact me. You can email me at Kaylin, that's my name, K-A-Y-L-I-N at startingsustainability.com or you can just go to my website, startingsustainability.com and leave a comment for me and then you can, then we can communicate back and forth. You can educate me or I could even just have you come on to the show. That would actually be really awesome to get a couple of guest interviews. Let's go ahead and do a recap from last week. Our episode last week was on how to recycle. I just kind of wanted to report on the efforts that that everyone has been doing. What I have noticed at home is every time I go to throw something away, I think, can I recycle this? And if I can't, what can I do to make sure that I never have to throw this item away again? Is there a different item I can buy, a different brand or different packaging, something like that? It has been a little frustrating because I have noticed I have a lot of items that are not recyclable. So I'm definitely going to start incorporating some changes the best that I can. I also wanted to follow up. When, I, when we did the review last week, one of the topics was light bulbs. Can you recycle light bulbs? And the answer was no, but the question was why. So I looked into that. According to RecycleBank.com, light bulbs cannot be recycled for many different reasons. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of light bulbs. So it's not all the same type of materials. It's mixed material within the light bulb. You have glass and metal and other stuff. In addition to that, it's classified as a household hazardous waste because there are hazardous gases inside the light bulb, that can, including mercury. Not to mention that it is dangerous for the recycling workers to handle material like that. If you have old light bulbs that you are unable to reuse, like you could paint them and make Christmas decorations, if you cannot find a way to reuse or repurpose them and they must be disposed of. We cannot recycle them. They really actually discourage throwing them in the trash because again of the hazardous materials. You must contact your local municipal branch and find out the proper way to dispose of household hazardous waste, also abbreviated as HHW. Look that up for your area. I don't want to say it what it should be because every area is different. I don't want to give you wrong information. Be look up for your city or your town for household hazardous waste and the proper way to dispose of the light bulbs. We're going to move on to today's topic, which is bathrooms. Ooh, <laughs> and all the different bathroom products. And you would think that for such a small room in your house, there's actually a lot of stuff in there that is plastic or non-recyclable. So what can we do to reduce the amount of waste? Let's start with oral hygiene. 
Every year in the United States, 850 million toothbrushes are discarded. That is every single year. What I think is kind of funny is that that number really should be even higher if we all properly changed our toothbrush every three months, which I'm, I don't, and most people that I know don't do that every three months. You usually do it once the bristles start looking really sad. <laughs> so it really even should be a higher number if we followed the recommendations. Of those 850 million toothbrushes, I guarantee 99.9% .9 are made of plastic. Actually, it's pretty hard to find a non-plastic toothbrush. So I did quite a bit of research and I found bamboo toothbrushes. I did not know that that existed, but it does. Bamboo toothbrushes. They're plastic-free and biodegradable, which is great. I hunted all over my phone <laughs> and found the bamboo toothbrushes and I clicked on the ad and the downside about that is that Big Brother now knows that I'm interested in bamboo toothbrushes and it keeps popping up all over my feed on different sites that I use. <laughs> so I have many links to different bamboo toothbrushes. The one that I liked was SandCloud. I like their website. It's $10 for a two-pack. The majority of the toothbrush is made out of bamboo, but the bristles are made out of 50% bean oil and 50% nylon and it's all biodegradable. And the part that I like the best is 10% of the proceeds are donated to marine life. So it should make you feel a little bit better about that. Relating back to oral hygiene, in addition to toothbrush, tongue scrapers. These are mostly made of plastic, again, but they do make stainless steel tongue scrapers. They will be a little bit more expensive. However, they are more hygienic and they're definitely built to last, so it's going to last a lot longer. And when it gets to the point where you can no longer use it because it's stainless steel, we can recycle it. We can repurpose it. So that's great. Once you have your bamboo toothbrush and tongue scraper, the next thing on the list is toothpaste tubes. So the toothpaste is great. The tubes are not. So how do we get around that? So again, I hopped on the internet and started looking around. There are a bunch of different recipes for homemade toothpaste. A lot of people do this to save on money, and I totally get it because when I go to buy a tube of toothpaste, it's between three to four dollars. That's crazy. I always wait till it's on sale, on clearance, and I have a coupon in order to get the price down. But yeah, the recipe is very simple. I found this doing the research, so I have not tried this out. I would really like to try it out, so I'm going to put that on my list of things to do. But it's very simple to make. It sounds like it would be complicated to make your own toothpaste, but it's pretty simple. I'm going to share the recipe with you right now. Two tablespoons of coconut oil, and then you're going to soften that up, so slightly melt it down. It does not need to be pure liquid. Just slightly melt it down, soften it up, and then mix in one tablespoon of baking soda and 20 drops of essential oil peppermint, spearmint, anise, cinnamon, basically whatever flavor you want your toothpaste to be because the baking soda and coconut oil is not going to taste very good. So you're just adding in 20 drops of the essential oil to give it some flavor. And then you can just keep it in a little tiny mason jar or a leftover baby food jar <laughs> or any little jar. <laughs> Reuse something. You just keep it in there. If you have a lot of members in your family, they would each get their own jar because you'll take the toothbrush and dip it into the jar in order to get the toothpaste on your toothbrush. So everybody gets their own in order to reduce the germs. That way if one person gets sick it's not spread to everybody and if it still seems kind of gross to you to dip your toothbrush in there 
every morning, every evening. You could just put a little tiny, a little tiny spoon, like what you get when you go to the ice cream parlor and you want to get a free sample, that itty bitty little spoon. Put that in there and use that to spread it onto your toothbrush if, if that seems more hygienic for you. But I am excited. I kind of, I'm excited to try this. I really do want to try this. I'm, I'm very intrigued, most mostly for money saving purposes and for helping the environment. The last part of the oral hygiene section is dental floss. The problem with this is majority of the time that floss is a single-use plastic. Use it once and then straight into the garbage and it never breaks down because it's a plastic. So if your goal is to go plastic-free, you basically have two options. You can go compostable nylon and plastic-free silk floss. However, it is not cruelty-free because the silkworms are boiled during the manufacturing process, which is really sad. I didn't realize that was a thing. And then your other option is a nylon floss without the plastic case. Some of the plastic cases are recyclable, but if we're trying to go zero plastic, you have to get a nylon floss without the plastic case. Unfortunately, the nylon thread is extremely tear-proof, and you can't even say it's cruelty-free because the stuff... When you, if you look up images, the stuff that's going on in the ocean, you'll see seals all wrapped up in the floss and other animals, and it's very, very sad. So you're kind of you're kind of stuck in the middle. There hasn't I have not found a a perfect cruelty-free, zero plastic, biodegradable floss yet. So if anybody knows of one, reach out to me and let me know, and I'm happy to share it with the world. But I haven't found any. Okay, moving along from the oral hygiene, we're moving into the shower. Woo-woo, shower time. Your shower curtains are usually made of plastic. So if you do not want shower plastic shower curtains, you can try a burlap or hemp curtain instead. That's simple enough. Now once you're in the shower, we need to soap up. If you use a body wash that comes in a plastic bottle, that's what we're trying to fix. So you can use a bar soap instead. Many different types, many different fragrances, made of different materials. So start exploring the world around you. Plus, the bar soap is usually a lot cheaper <laughs> and it lasts longer. My husband hates it though because he's all, it's like slippery and he drops it and he says it dries his skin out. But just get a moisturizing one, which because he's a guy, the moisturizing thing is, I don't know, he doesn't want to get it. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, use the bar soap. If it's slippery, just use a washcloth or something. Speaking of something, use the washcloth or a loofah or a sponge. You can get different sponges and exfoliating brushes. They have bamboo body brushes. So it's a bamboo handle and everything is biodegradable, antibacterial, lasts a long time. When I was talking about the sponge just a second ago, I'm not talking about a dish sponge. I'm talking about a all-natural from-the-sea sponge. Did you know that they harvest sponges from the sea? I didn't know that. We lived in Tampa, Florida, and took a trip up to Tarpon Springs. Shout out to Florida and to Tarpon Springs people that I know. In Tarpon Springs, they're famous for the sponge docks. And the sponge docks are the docks by the bay where boaters farmers, I guess, would go out into the ocean and harvest up sponges straight off of the ocean floor and then bring them back and clean them up and sell them to people to use that. You could use them as a dish sponge or a body sponge. There's all different types of sponges and the different types of sponges are specialized for different 
purposes in everyday living. There are also natural loofahs. I've only ever known of the plastic ones, which you're supposed to replace those every month, and I never do. They're only a dollar, which that's, see, that's the problem. They're only a dollar, you replace them every month, and so now you keep spending money on plastic that you're throwing away. But they do make natural loofahs. I saw a little clip on this. There's a natural loofah farm out in California where they grow loofahs. It's just straight off of a plant, and then you harvest the loofah part of the plant, and then they clean it up and get it ready and process it and then sell it to everybody. So these are all available they're definitely all compostable and way better for the earth, as in not plastic. Once you're done soaping up in the shower, you need to do your shampoo and conditioner. There are many different ways to go here. There are bar forms of both shampoo and conditioner. You can buy the bar form already made. They're a little bit tricky to find. I, I'm still, I told you, I'm just starting on this journey. So I still have a gigantic bottle of shampoo and conditioner that I'm working my way through. It takes me about a year to get through them because I, I don't wash my hair every single day. That is actually bad to do. And Jonathan from Queer Eye said that in his episode as well, that you're not supposed to wash it every single day. And I have very thin hair, so I don't even use that much of it. So those bottles last forever. When they're done, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to find a way to either reuse them or they're definitely going to make it into the recycling bin. But once I've finally finished those, I'm going to start exploring this world of barred shampoo and conditioner. From what I have found, there are many different recipes on Pinterest and YouTube and everywhere else. Looking through them, there's different types of herbal and different extracts, <laughs> I guess, basis of it. They have ones for straight hair and they have ones for curly hair. They have ones for dry hair, or for oily hair. So you kind of, you can look through and it's not going to say it right on the bottle because it's a bar and it doesn't have a bottle and they're usually homemade. So you have to play around with it. But I did learn some article said after you use this, you'll feel your scalp starting to burn and you need to do an apple cider vinegar wash. I found multiple articles that said this. What? I don't think it's right that your skin should burn. That is, I'm pretty sure that is a lie burn, the lie that's in the soap. So the lie, the balance and the content of the soap is very important. And if you don't do it right, you start getting burned from the lie in the soap. And so they're saying do the apple cider vinegar wash in order to reduce the lie burn. That's, that's, and then I found another article saying that is not right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's what my red flag was, is that that should not be natural. That's not correct. You should not be putting something on your head that burns. That, sh that is not correct. So you, I'm still doing the research on this. I'm brand new to this world. So I'm still learning. I've joined a couple of groups on Facebook and I'm reaching out to friends and family. I have not found anybody who says this is the absolute bar shampoo and conditioner to use. I did also hear with the barred shampoo and conditioner, your hair will go through a transitional phase. So it will get really dull and weird because the shampoos and conditioners that we're using now have so much fake stuff in it. Our hair is dependent on that. So when you start switching to the all natural, your hair is going to go through a transitional phase and it's going to look dull and unhealthy because it doesn't have the wax and oils and everything else getting thrown onto it. Everybody keep your eyes out and if you find something great, please share it with me and then I will share it with everybody else. We'll find a good brand of the bar form of shampoo and conditioner and let me know how the transition period goes. Is that just a couple of washes? Is that a couple of weeks? I don't really know. But again, I've heard that the bar form of the shampoo and conditioner lasts a lot longer than the bottled form. Maybe not in my case because I always buy the gigantic bottles because they're at discount. So <laughs> if you do not want the bar form of shampoo or conditioner, you can again do the liquid form. I'm thinking this is probably the route I'm going to go 
because you don't have to worry about the lye burn and it's going to be a little bit easier to find. You, again, you can look up a recipe online and make it yourself and store it in a glass jar. I also found a company called Plain Products and their bottles are made out of aluminum. They're aluminum containers and so you go online and buy them and they'll send it to you and they have shampoo, conditioner, hand and body wash, and lotion. You buy it, they send it to you, it comes in an aluminum bottle, you use it all up, you can order refills, they will send you the refill bottles, which again are aluminum, and then you take your old empty bottles and you mail those back to the company for free. So they're returnable, so you can return them for free, refillable, they will use the, the empty bottles that you send them, they will keep using those over and over again, refillable, reusable, minimal waste, I'm very excited about this. All of their products are biodegradable, paraben, sulfate, and toxin-free, all organic, all vegan ingredients. The main ingredient is aloe, and they are cruelty-free. And the shampoo and conditioner are color-safe and tear-free. I'm very excited about that, the tear-free. Right now I have a 10-month-old boy, so, but I know he's going to get older. We're planning on more kids and oh, I just remember being a kid and the shampoo in your eyes. Oh, that's the worst. Well, that was when I was a kid when I don't think Johnson & Johnson had the tear-free stuff yet. But that is going to be wonderful. And honestly, even as adults, there have been times where I've gotten shampoo in my eyes. And it's, it's really awkward and uncomfortable and painful. <laughs> so this, this is going to be a really great alternative. I'm still... I'm still kind of back and forth. I think I'm leaning more towards the plain products route, but I'm definitely very intrigued and curious about the bar form of shampoo and conditioner. I'd be willing to give that a go as well. The last thing in the shower, at least for the ladies, is the razor. I guess for guys, some guys might do it in the shower. I think most of them do it at the sink, the razor. Think of all the razors and they're all plastic. All those disposable razors are plastic. Oh, my stinking goodness. And they're cheap, and they don't last very long. I remember watching Oprah a long time ago, and she interviewed somebody. I don't remember who. This was a long time ago. And they said those disposable plastic razors, you're only supposed to use them one time. <laughs> I don't know anybody that uses them only one time. Usually you use them until they go dull, <laughs> which just still isn't that often. It's, I mean, it's still not that many uses. But the best way to go for the razor trying to go plastic free is to get a stainless steel razor. It's gonna be a little bit more expensive, but it's definitely a lot higher quality and it's gonna last a lot longer. And then it's better for your environment. It is kind of better for your wallet all around because it does last longer. It's a little bit more, I'm just saying it's gonna cost a little bit more than the plastic disposable ones, but it will last longer. The only downside is since I've learned about all of this, I am definitely a very, if you haven't noticed, I'm a very frugal, budget conscious person. And I, every time I get the Sunday paper, I go through the coupons and I, that's what I do. I collect coupons, I really do. And I was noticing, my heart broke a little bit. All of the coupons are for plastic items. Every, like the, I got the little P&G brand. Sorry, not, not dissing on P&G. I don't want to get sued, but all the items in there, the shampoo, the conditioner, the lotions, the razors, all of the coupons were for everything covered in plastic. And it was just a little bit sad. Hopefully we can together push this world to get rid of all of the plastic and to create more sustainable solutions and then give us coupons for all of those solutions. <laughs> okay, now that we have been in and out of the shower, the Q-tips or the little cotton tips, whatever you want to call them, again, 
or plastic. So try to find the ones with the cardboard center. Some people aren't a fan of them. To me, they're all exactly the same. Just find the ones with a cardboard center. That's a very, very simple, simple switch. You can at least do that. If the other stuff weirds you out, that one you can do. Stop buying the plastic Q-tips. Get the ones with the cardboard center. Okay, moving on. Ladies or guys with long hair, anybody who uses a hairbrush, a lot of the hairbrushes and combs are plastic. They do make wooden combs. They also make bamboo hairbrushes, plastic-free. They are antibacterial, and supposedly, they're better for your scalp. I just bought a hairbrush around Christmas time, which stinks. That was before I started this journey. So I'm definitely planning on using, using it until it is dead. <laughs> That's what I did with my last hairbrush. My last hairbrush lasted 14 years. I had one. I think I'm the only girl in the world that has one hairbrush and had it for 14 years and never lost it, but I did. And the only reason I had to get rid of it was because all of the little, I get the one not with the bristles, but the little hard plastic bits in it. And eventually most, it got to the point where most of them had broken off. There's only about a fourth of the hairbrush left. And I was thinking, this takes a really long time to brush my hair. So I did get a new hairbrush. I'm going to keep it, use it until I can no longer use it, and then I'm going to get a bamboo or wooden one. Moisturizer. Yeah, we touched on this a little bit earlier. They do make lotion bars. So you can definitely get a lotion bar and try that out, along with the shampoo and the conditioner bar. I have not tried these. I did, ooh, actually, a long time ago, maybe 10 years ago. Gosh, now I feel old. Yeah, I guess it was 10 years ago. I went to a farmer's market and there was a lady who was selling homemade candles and stuff and she homemade soaps as well and she had a lotion bar and that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. I said, a lotion bar? She goes, yeah, try it. So I grabbed it. I rubbed it around between my hands. Oh my gosh, this feels so great. So I bought one and I gave it to my mom. I remember I gave it to my mom for Christmas or Mother's Day. Christmas. I'm pretty sure it was Christmas. And she used it. My mom has very critically dry hands. She's constantly buying all sorts of different lotions because her hands, her hands will get so dry that they will crack open and start bleeding, especially around her cuticles. And I feel so bad for her. So yes, lotion bar. Unfortunately, uh, I've definitely moved away from that farmer's market. So I'm going to keep my eyes peeled and be on the hunt for lotion bars again because that's a very, very, very simple, easy way to get rid of plastic and get a good high-quality homemade lotion. You can also use coconut oil, and that comes in a glass jar. So you could use coconut oil. And a lot of people additionally use the coconut oil not just for moisturizer but for a makeup remover and even as a conditioner alternative. I have not tried it for any of those, but I am definitely curious to see how that goes up. Deodorant. That comes in a plastic container. I have found a few deodorant companies that are all natural and aluminum free, and they are refillable. I have not tried any of them. I have not found any that I was, a lot of them were subscription services, so I don't want to subscribe to a product if I've never tried it. And I just want like a sample. I want a small little one to sample first. My armpits are very picky. I cannot just pick any random deodorant. I learned this, especially when I was couponing and I was getting all sorts of different brands of deodorants. I'd get whatever was on sale, whatever I had coupons for, whatever I could get as the cheapest option. And after a while, my armpits were red and on fire. And they said, we hate this. You have to pick one and stick with it. So I just have one, I stick with it. So I'm hesitant to just switch around on deodorants. But I did find a do-it-yourself deodorant recipe. Again, I have not tried it. This is on my list of things to do. I'm <laughs> very curious because if it works, this is going to save a lot of money. I'm just not sure about the application, I guess. 
So I'll read the recipe to you. Maybe, maybe you out there can give it a whirl and fill me in on your results. Two tablespoons baking soda, because that's going to neutralize the odor. That's the important part of the deodorant. Two tablespoons arrowroot flour or powder, which I do not have that on hand. I'm going to have to figure out where to buy that. But that is what's going to thicken it up. And then three tablespoons of coconut oil. One, that's going to smell good, and two, that's going to soften up your armpits. I'm pretty sure that's going to be safe for the armpits. Nothing in there sounds like it's going to be making them angry. And then obviously a glass container is what you're going to put it all in. So just mix up the powders, add in the coconut oil, and then let it stand until it thickens up. And I guess you just put it on your fingertips and kind of rub it in. I want to try this, but I kind of want to try it when I'm at home for a few days. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't want to do it and then come to work on a 90 degree day. I work in a cafe, so I'm going to be running around working with hot stuff. And I just don't want to be working up a sweat and then being like the stinky person. So I want to try this maybe on the weekend or something at home where nobody has to smell me just to make sure that it's working. Okay, we're almost done, I promise. We've reviewed, we've gone over quite a bit. We'll do a quick review. We went over all of the oral hygiene, the bamboo toothbrush, the tongue scraper, toothpaste, and dental floss. In the shower, we went over the shower curtain, sponges or loofahs, anything that you want to use for exfoliation, even just a dish, or not dishcloth, sorry, washcloth, shampoo and conditioner products. You can do the bar form or the liquid form. Razors, switching to a stainless steel razor. Q-tips, hairbrush, moisturizer, deodorant. And the last one, when you're all done in the bathroom, gotta clean it. Clean the bathroom. And the best way to do that is having a basket of rags. Just take old clothes, towels, whatever doesn't work anymore, cut them up, make them into rags. And then you can always clean with citrus, like an orange or a lemon. That's the easiest, cheapest, most natural, plastic-free way. Everything's biodegradable. That's a great way to clean. If you're not comfortable with that, you could probably do a baking soda paste and clean with that. I think that can lighten up some things. So it depends on what color your tub and toilet and sink and floors are. So just be aware of that. And then the absolute very last item, toilet paper. <laughs> yes, toilet paper. Even if you're like, but that's not made of plastic. You're right, toilet paper is not made of plastic, but it comes wrapped in plastic. And that's a very simple way to eliminate the plastic from the toilet paper is just buy toilet paper that's wrapped in paper. And that way everything is biodegradable or recyclable. So just stop buying the one that is covered in plastic and get the one covered in paper. And they even have different, there's a big push for toilet paper to, to be made from recycling products as well. If you want to save a whole lot of money and be slightly crazy at the same time, you could even cut up old pieces of cloth into squares and have a basket. Or you can even um, put snaps on the ends of them and snap them all together and make a big long chain of these cloth squares. <laughs> Does anybody know where I'm going with this? Yep, you take that big long chain and you roll it all up and now you have a roll of cloth that you can use to wipe. Sounds kind of gross. Nobody wants to deal with that. It's very simple. It's not as gross as it sounds. You buy a bidet sprayer for us Americans who don't use bidets normally. That's a little sprayer that attaches to the, the clean water part of your toilet and it just Kind of like the kitchen sink sprayer that you use for your dishes. It's just like that. You'd grab that and you'd spray yourself off with that and get rid of all of the stuff, all of the pee and all of the poo. You'd spray it down. And then you'd use the cloth to just pat yourself dry. 
It's no different than when you get out of the shower and you pat yourself dry with the towel. You're just using the cloth to pat yourself dry. So you can do a little basket of clean cloth and a basket of dirty cloth, or you can do a roll of the clean cloth. It's gonna be a little bit more work, so that's up to you. And then again, have a little bag or, they have wet bags or a little basket, whatever you want for the wet cloth. I would probably do a little wet bag, which has a, a P-U-L, I'm trying to, polyurethane layer so the water doesn't seep through and zip that shut. And then the trick is with those little cloth squares, you wash them twice. You just wash it one time basically to rinse everything else and then you wash it a second time to make sure it's good and clean. So yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to end this show. <laughs> Do-it-yourself toilet paper. <laughs> I wonder if anybody is crazy enough on this podcast to actually try that. And if you are, I'm so excited. I really, really am. I want to see if you'll try that. And please give me feedback on that. I'm very, very intrigued. So lots and lots of really good stuff that we talked about this episode. And some things that I want to try. So I have my own homework assignment. I want to try the toothpaste and the deodorant if I can figure out where to get arrowroot flour. Maybe somebody out there knows of a substitute for the arrowroot flour. I guess it's just used as a thickener. I don't know if... A different flour would work? I'm not sure. Or cornstarch? I don't know. Anyways, it's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. And I'm very excited to see you all again next week. Have a great day.